Welcome to Awaken Your Magic Within. Reveal unconscious systems and discover your unstoppable freedom power with me, Tracy Lynn Wallace. Through this series, we will uncover many of the unconscious systems and wounds which are the driving force behind lack and unworthiness. I am a self-love mentor, life coach, and author who's been inspired to share my experience from my own personal journey of excavating through the wounds and trauma to uncover my innate magic and power. If something is missing in your life, but you can't put your finger on it, join me now so I can provide you with insight, direction, and tools to create the fulfillment and bliss of a newfound freedom. Uncover Your Magic Within with Tracy Lynn starts now. The I'm not magic. Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you would jump in, Tracy Lynn. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, my God. Look, I'm excited about today. This is Tracy's show, and I, Tracy Lynn's show, and I get to hang out with her. Uh, Tracy Lynn Wallace is the uh, host of Awaken Your Magic Within. This is about how you reveal unconscious systems and discover your unstoppable freedom power. And I am so struck by this right now because it's like a super reminder. Today, all right, tell people what we're going to talk about today. Today is going to yeah. get deep and fun and deep, but um, anyways, we were basically- <laughs> Can't wait. Thinking... Can't wait deep and fun. I can't wait for that. <laughs> so I just want everybody to like take a moment and remember when they were just a small child and filled with joy and happiness and wonder, and all of a sudden it seemed to have disappeared. You know, we're not living in that magic in our lives, and- um, so during this episode, we're going to discover and uncover some subconscious systems mm -hmm. that have been running and keeping us from our magic. Okay. Can I chime in here and then you take this away? Yes, um, I am not, I'm like everybody else, uh, right? I have my moments where I think I am all in the groove. I got it going on. Everything is falling into place, but I'm no different than anybody else. And every once in a while, when I get to that place where I'm feeling a little bit down a court, something happens. What happened this week, yesterday, was perfect. So you, you're going to talk about this because we have to redefine traumas. We have to look at the baggage we carry, right? But sometimes we can be reminded by the oddest of moments. Benny over here. Uh, sends me two pieces of email and uh, and I'll have to I'll have to eat I'll have to write Susie and my mail sometimes go to KKNW one of my stations right and I get two letters from a longtime friend and fan Susie 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 I just need to say say who you are Susie Susie Hutchins and I get this and I open it up and there are two of them, right? And by the way, uh, Susie has been one of the longest, longest investors in the Dr. Pat show in our history. Susie, I don't even think you know that, right? And I have created a separate fund just for every time she, she, she gives us her donation. But I get two different things from Susie, right? Just, just wanna, if I could, I just wanna show them. I get two different things from Susie. I get that 
and I get this. And Benny happened, they didn't come at the same time. So Susie, it's not, it's not like I'm not paying attention. They have to come from KK and W and I'm gonna write you back. Yeah, and we but also thought them. Pat was coming in, but that kind of got stalled out for about a year and a half to two. <laughs> so <laughs> just kind of like more like in. two years, right? I Benny? was expecting you really, and I was like, Oh, was she'll like pick it years. up. No big deal. But we got it. it like to two you, years. Pat. We, yeah, we right. got it to you. We got it to you. So just when my baggage starts to show up in indescribable ways and reminds me of trauma in my life, you're going to talk about this, Tracy Lynn, in one minute, you're going to school us on this. <laughs> I get this cool stuff. And Susie then writes, Dr. Pat, me thinks you're going to continue physically actually playing. So she's talking about Benny. Do I have that in the frame? Uh, yeah, maybe back up just a hair. There we go. Stop right there. Yeah, that's it's a ping pong tournament. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Take a brain break with, so whenever you're wondering, is anybody listening? Everybody's listening. But then I had to cry. So you're going to tell me about baggage and trauma today. Now, this came in December, and she must have been hearing me talk about the loss of a family member. Oh, my God, I'm not going to get through this. Um, because you picked a topic today. And that's why I decided to share it during your show. How do you lose your magic? And you're going to help us be remi reminded of what it is. So she sends this beautiful, beautiful card. Again, I don't know if it's in the frame. And says, make the most precious memories of a beautiful life. And then she writes in, life lives or life lives bring comfort and peace. Now, it's not just a card. See, this is how I get reminded of my magic. When after 20 years, I start to wonder, do I still have what it takes? Do I still have the magic mojo, Tracy Lynn? Um, how much baggage do I now need to get rid of in order to move forward? I get something like this. She's pasted things in the card, okay? Beautiful pictures in the card, every page, right? Then there's a little... <laughs> You must have heard me talk about my grandma because there's like a picture of a grandma in the kitchen. When I bought it, I thought it was a cookbook. <laughs> and then over here, Dr. Patton family sending warm and caring thoughts, standing in with you with love, Susie Hutchins. And it's not just a note. She puts a picture of a crystal, right? Mm. Right. And, and this goes on. And then there's a rainbow and a kayak. Okay. So why am I talking about this? I want to ask you, how do we lose our magic? And how do we lose the magic, the baggage that comes with us, right? Mm -hmm. That would continue to have us lose our magic? Because that's what you're the expert at. You're the one, Tracy Lynn, that helps people remember the truth of who they are. Now, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, knew that at that point in time, I needed to get that particular male but can we talk about baggage for a minute because it is those those pieces of baggage that we carry and sometimes I'll tell you for me sometimes it's like when you go to the airlines and you go to check in and you put your baggage up there and they're like lights go flashing <laughs> no 50 pounds this is 60 thank you for doing the show today what can we learn about the baggage that blacks our magic? Thanks, Dr. Pat. And first, you know, I appreciate you calling me an expert. And I want to say 
all of the things that I talk about are not from reading books and not from, you know, watch learning from other, other professionals. I speak from an experiential viewpoint. Um, That's why I called you an expert. That's why I called you the expert. (laughs) And I appreciate that because there is no credential, no degree, nothing that can allow me to be able to share on this aside from my own personal experience and as painful as it was. And I love, you know, ironically, I picked this background without even realizing, but you know, we create these walls, we create these walls around our hearts and around our magic. And it's what keeps us from living the life that we are meant to live. And, you know, you talked about going to the airport and checking your bag and, you know, for everybody out there, it's like, imagine going to planning this trip to some beautiful destination paradise and somebody else has packed your bags and you have to pay excess fee. And then you get to your destination, which is warm and tropical and sunny. You start unpacking and you find coats and boots and socks and hats and earmuffs and everything that you don't need at the destination that you were hoping to be at. And so what we're doing in this is we're unpacking those bags because what has happened is the our caregivers, our parents, they've packed our bags for us and we don't realize it consciously, but subconsciously, we are still carrying baggage from the age of five, the age of 10, the age of 15. And, you know, getting into this whole topic, um, the, the most important thing for people to understand, it's like, if you don't give it back, you carry it forward. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's basically identifying the source of your programming and recognizing that that's not something that serves you anymore. So for example, when I was 20 years old, I wanted to be a flight attendant. I grew up in dysfunction and chaos and I just wanted to get away. So I get this job. I move out to California. I'm like, I'm free, like done with all of that. No, it went with me. And it continued to live, to play out in my life. It played out in my relationships. It played out in my behaviors. It played out in, you know, running back to the family to get my, my fix of chaos. And um, those programs are just constantly running in the background. Whatever type of household you grew up in, we're still, we have this part of us that is still um, operating from that mind's you know, the mind of, a, of that child, that wounded child. And so what I want to get into next is, you know, we all have some sort of trauma from our childhood. And when people hear the word trauma, they're like, I wasn't beat. I wasn't abused. I wasn't um, left out on the streets. I didn't witness something tragic. Well, I want to share with people what we call baby T's. And these baby T's are little traumas that become one pile on top of the other and enough baby teas become a big tea. And so um, environments where there's extreme emotional reactions, where you might've been ignored as a child, where um, perfectionism was expected out of you um, and unrealistic demands, if you might've been bullied or if you were ignored as a child and not um, truly seen and heard, those are baby traumas and those add up. And as people go through life and they have this hole in the soul, as I like to call it, and things just aren't working and they just can't seem to get ahead and they can't get to that life that they're wanting to. That's where this comes from. It's, it's these baby T's and Mm -hmm. 
there's overt and there's covert. And so if you take a moment and you look back at your childhood and you're like, you know what? I was never beat. I was never um, called names. I was never um, abused in any way, but something still feels like it's missing. There was some covert abuse that took place. And like I was talking yeah. about neglect and yeah. as children, we're very subjective. So we look at our parents as higher power, God, they're perfect. Mm. And so if something goes wrong, if you get in trouble. So when I was a kid, I was a goofball. I loved to laugh. I loved to tell jokes. I was happy. My dad came home from work. He was uptight. He's just like, you know, quiet. I went quiet in this house. Well, instead of going, oh, dad had a, a rough day. He's angry. It was, there's something wrong with me. Oh, of course. And so that's what mm -hmm. this is all about unpacking is identifying these belief systems that we carry, that we labeled about ourselves. We became the problem, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't the adults. It wasn't the alcoholism. It wasn't the abuse. It wasn't um, somebody stressed out or a depressed mother. It was, I don't matter. I'm not lovable. I'm not important. I don't have a voice. And it just creates, like I was talking about these baby tees, which you know, I always tell my kids, I describe it like, if you take one little square of toilet paper, it's nothing, you can break through it. But when you stack one on top of mm -hmm. another and never, and you got to stack this thick, you can't penetrate through it. It's yeah. solid. You know, here's something really interesting. This is how this works. This is how things linger. Now that I've listened to you, um, I really thought about what you said, and you're right about this. I mean, there is sort of the explicit abuse the, uh, you know, not the covert, the, the just, you, you can see it mm -hmm. in the way a mom slaps a kid in the grocery store or you and your own family. Those are the more obvious things that get talked about. But there are these other things and these other things are equally harmful. You know, I was dating someone for a while and the stories they would tell about living in Pittsburgh and not having a winter coat and having to walk to school. I mean, on this, now I've got to tell you the resilience that that built was crazy, but so was the wall. I mean, and, you know, I thought about that and I would, we would talk about this and I'd say, you know, my mom kind of almost did the same. I had to walk miles to go to high school. And back then, you know, you didn't dress the way you dress now. And those things last on you, they stay with you. But, you know, let's talk about the lingering. You know, my friend texted me this morning and said, did you see the article? And I said, what? Okay, like a million articles. She said, yeah, somebody just posted the question, did Linda McCartney like John Lennon? And I said, to be honest with you, what the heck year are we talking about? Are we still talking about Linda McCartney not liking John Lennon and John not Lennon not liking Linda McCartney? And are those two talking about it as some third party? And I thought about this because we can hang on to a resentment better than a piece of chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, what you're talking about is so critical and I'm really struck by it because it's hard to tell how deeply down the rabbit hole we go mm -hmm. because you're talking about things overt, covert. I'm so glad you're talking about that. Um, when I studied broken promises, 
it's always the explicit that gets talked about. Like Tracy Lynn, I promise to have a matching background in the show. So I state that. And then I show up and I have it or I don't. But that's really when you make a statement. Like abuse is the same way. Trauma is the same way. It's like up in your face. But these other ones are more common, more insidious, and more difficult. Are they from your experience? Are they more difficult? Do we go into more denial about them than we would otherwise? And then does that steal our really cool magic stuff? Excellent question. And that's exactly what happens. It just, we don't even know about it. Denial is definitely comes into play because when we start to face the truth, our structure starts to crumble. Our structure, our foundation that we built upon that my parents had my best interest in mind and they loved me. I mean, that's when that stuff starts to fall apart. And my journey was literally, there was so much pain in uncovering the, and, and it's not about blame. Please understand. I want everybody to understand. It's not about blame. It's about accountability and then the effect that it has on us. So whatever my parents did, you know, I don't like the, the phrase they did the best they could because they didn't, they did the best they wanted to, because we all have awarenesses and we can always do a little bit better. But anyways, aside from that, um, just the effect that it's had on us. So like you were talking about the background, right? So you show up, you don't have a matching background with me. I get <laughs> triggered, right? I get triggered. <laughs> and my childhood wound uh, it, of, I guess I'm not important to her, gets activated. When really you couldn't access the matching background. It had nothing to do with me, but my wound got, got activated. And so I go straight to, I don't matter. She doesn't care about my feelings. It was, I'm not important. And so that's what I want to keep continuing to build on so people can understand when you get activated as a 30-year-old adult, 40-year-old, 60-year-old, 70-year-old, the more extreme the reaction, the deeper the pain. And so if people can start paying attention to when they get activated, right? Group of people from the office are going to lunch. They zip out, you find out like, oh, they all left to lunch without me. Instead of going, oh, well, maybe they didn't see me. Oh my God, they don't like me. They don't want to be around me. I'm not enough. I'm, you know, that's the insanity of these systems is it just, it destroys us. It destroys our, our success. It destroys our relationships. It destroys, you know, our parenting with our kids because we're doing the same thing to our kids that was done to us without even realizing like the parent that's like, I was beat as a, as a kid, I'm never going to beat my child. And then they end up beating their kid. And it just, it continues to play out. So what I'm, you know, sharing with the listeners and viewers is, you know, when you get activated, just coach yourself and go down that rabbit hole. Like, what do I believe about myself because of this incident? Yeah. I I love, man. I love that we're talking about this and yes, you know, okay. So let's just clarify something real quick. If we could, um, you know, I am like you, um, I may have a few letters behind my name right now, but that has not been what I talk about. Uh, Once in a while, I'll talk about broken promises because I studied it. Why did I study that? 
Tracy Lynn. Okay. All right. So let's talk about baggage. Out of every single construct in the world of psychology. So 13 years to get an undergraduate degree. Do you think how, how do you think I thought about myself for most of my life? Okay. Stupid. That's it. I did. That's the way I thought about myself all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. Why? Stuttered, told I was slow, had a little bit of uh, what they now, what do they call it now? Spectrum. Had a little bit of those behaviors, you know, chronic tapper. Uh, I don't even want to go into it. But here we are. So you go through life and you think, I can't even put a sentence together. And now I got a job that requires me to put a sentence together. So I try to hire somebody to help me write a sentence in my first clerical job with the phone company. I had the greatest bosses on the planet. They were angels, but it's still baggage. It still steals our magic. We have to find those things that can reinforce our magic, don't we? Absolutely. And, you know, going to school until I actually did go to school and passed some classes, that was not like my happy place. But can't each of us, Tracy Lynn, from your expertise, even when we are denied, can't we find our magic? Now, I will tell you that when you study the consequences of broken promises, better known as psychological contract violation, for a decade, if you have not cleaned up your baggage around that by then, you never will. Um, but this is what we're talking about. We can find our magic in the healing, mm -hmm. right? Can you talk to that? Can you talk to what happens when, you know, when we realize what we were denied and what happens when we can heal that, right? Now, I have to tell you, I became an advocate for this particular areas in organizations and when you have a passion to really understand something as a broken promise and you study it the way I did and you do postdoctoral research and you win awards for it ad nauseum and people want you to write about it, then they want you to teach it. And you wake up one day and you sit on a couch and say, I can't, I'm crusted over. And then you discover the magic of creating something called crust busting out of something that has so much baggage in your life you can't face. So talk about when we are denied these what do we do? Do we go on a rooftop? Oh my God, I just had a flashback on a rooftop when I was a kid in New York. We used to go on the rooftop and we used to throw eggs down at cars. So that's another story. Thank you for bringing out my baggage. But <laughs> you're laughing. You must have done it. But here we are, right? What do we do with this now? I, I don't want people to have to go to school. For 10 years, oh, I just, Linda just corrected me. Okay, so, okay, maybe it was 12 years. But I don't want people to have to go to school to study something if you can help us understand toxic core shame and how to get from there. <laughs> shame, the trigger word. Probably people are logging off now it, and signing off because that word is so uncomfortable. Okay, wait, I'm going to help. Benny, can you find the song Shame, Shame, Shame? It was like part of the disco movement because if we can play that, that's like a real dance song. They, let's make sure they don't log off now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, so, and I'm dating myself when I say this, the Melissa Manchester song, Don't Cry Out Loud. 
Do oh you remember God. that song? Oh my God. Don't cry out loud. Benny, I didn't cry out find, loud for 40 it, years. The next line, just keep it inside and learn how to hide your feelings. <sighs> yeah. And it became, it became my mantra. It became my mantra. Wow. I mean, Tell I, me about that. I remember, um, well, Okay. So I remember at 12 years old, I remember saying to my mom, like, I'm so angry. And she's like, you've got no right to be angry. And I was like, okay, all right. So that was it. Like, that was it. And, you know, I was in this thing, like when I was a kid, I loved blowing big bubbles. Hubba Bubba was the gum of choice. And I would blow these bubbles that just, I mean, they were a foot big and get them as big as they could. And then they pop. Right. And then I end up with a mess all over my hair, my face. And this is a perfect example of what happens when we keep it inside. We just keep building and building and building. And all of a sudden you see somebody driving the road, there's road rage. Well, this isn't about the driver that cut him off. This is about years and years and years of stuffing and stuffing and just filling that balloon. And then one little incident, people go sideways you know, so not to bring up current events, because I'm just going to pass over on this, but the situation that happened at the awards, right? Mm -hmm. So Will Smith's laughing at the joke. He looks over at his wife. She gives him just that little look that probably remind him of shame that he got from his mother. And he went to shame and then he reacted like, Yeah. And that's what happens. That's exactly what happens to people. They go from zero to a hundred and, yeah. and they can't even explain why, but it's that old pain. And so when we've suppressed our feelings for so long, um, it comes out in, in situations that don't warrant that kind of thing. And so when I talk about feelings as a child, if you weren't validated, you know, if you're upset, oh, you're fine, honey, or you weren't mirrored, oh, sweetie, like you look like you're really sad. What's going on? You know, and you just get, you just get ignored. It's just, you're not seen, you're not heard. Those are the things that just keep building up and building up. And that's what steals our magic because we've got these layers, this wall of like, I can no longer express my feelings anymore. And it, it is detrimental to who we are because when you've suppressed the negative feelings, you mm-hmm. also suppress the positive feelings. Thank and- you. Let's stop for a minute. You need to say that again, because here we go with the, with the, the five-star version of denial, which nobody talks about. This is this thing. This, this, this is people still want to talk about John Lennon and, and, you know, Linda McCartney, right? This is like, okay. And Yoko Ono, I interviewed Yoko. And I never met a more forgiving and loving woman on the planet, right? And I couldn't believe how much bad press she got, right, about that. But you said something, and can you please talk about it further? Because nobody really talks about this, Tracy Lynn. We talk about, and let's talk about this when we come back from break. You know, we talk about being in denial about the bad things, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't realize that when we go into the range of denial, I call it the zone of denial, we don't realize, like, we deny in everything. Like, we're denying how I cried over reading this card from Susie. We deny 
over the fact that, my gosh, so many great things are happening. It doesn't even come to the forefront. So when we come back, I want to talk with you about that and how, if we can face this and get some solutions, our magic mojo comes back. It comes back because the reality is, does it ever go away? I'm going to let you answer that when we come back. But before we go, how do we find out more about you? How do people work with you? Tell us that. Um, you can find me at my website, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. And I would love to invite everybody to, to join my VIP list, sign up on that first page. and. I will be sending, you know, I share stories and tools and tips and workshops and everything I'm going on. So inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. I love it. When we come back, we're going to take a closer look at now what? Now what? In denial, carrying a lot of baggage, don't really understand, you know, and is it really like that? Is it as simple as a look from Jada Pinkett Smith from her eyes or is it more like what Tracy Lynn is saying? What were all of the emotional triggers that showed up for Will Smith that had more to do with protecting and honoring Venus Williams and Serena Williams? What was it that Will Smith was carrying for all of the comments, all of the negativity towards those two women, all of you fill in the blank, and there were many. This was the last point, but nobody's really talking about all of the other things that led up to that moment, the moment where you become uncontrollable, the moment where everything about your trauma comes out in the physical world. When we come back, not only did he lose his magic, but we need to be talking about how we get that mojo, how we get that magic back when we come back all about unconscious, conscious action, and then reaction with Tracy Lynn. We'll be right back. Do you get stuck in that someday attitude, living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. Tune in to Awaken Your Magic Within, reveal unconscious systems to discover your unstoppable freedom power. Join me, Tracy Lynn Wallace, on TransformationTalkRadio.com the first Tuesday of each month, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, to gain insight, direction, and tools to uncover limiting beliefs. Get ready to step into your unstoppable power to discover and uncover your magic within. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. 
If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. Tune in to Awaken Your Magic Within. Reveal unconscious systems to discover your unstoppable freedom power. Join me, Tracy Lynn Wallace, on TransformationTalkRadio.com the first Tuesday of each month, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, to gain insight, direction, and tools to uncover limiting beliefs. Get ready to step into your unstoppable power to discover and uncover your magic within. There is divinity within you. Join Lisa Belt on her show, The Unshakable Living Show, supernaturally and divinely unshakable, twice a month, and find that divinity that you deserve. Lisa will help you feel encouraged, empowered, and realize that you're not alone on your journey. With Lisa, address the foundation, the frame, and the finish of your dreams and become truly unshakable. Hi, I'm Coach Martez. And I'm licensed therapist Wadrina Layton. We want to invite you to join us on the Coach Martez and Wadrina Layton Show, where we discuss understanding love, accepting truth, and changing your perspectives. Relationships are the currency to life, and so many couples find themselves broke in their relationships. We want you to join us for a lively discussion and practical tips and insights on how to turn things around and gain the merit for life mindset. That's a shame song. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) That was it. And we danced to a song that said shame, 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 and we loved it, right? Uh, Tracy Lynn Wallace joining us here today. Before we get rolling here, we're really going to address, now that we know this, now what? Um, How do people, again, find out about you? How do they work with you? All of the above. I can be found at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. And actually, I have a free gift that I'm offering to um, listeners and viewers of the radio show, which is kind of like an intro, my little intro um, teaser of Awaken uh, Your Magic Within. And so Mm. there's some great stuff in there about kind of identifying unconscious money blocks, and you'll have a list of feelings and emotions in the back, which most people don't even realize that there's so much, so many different emotions because we've had to suppress them. Yeah. Okay. I want to get back to this. I want to read it again, because I think this is what we're talking about now, because if we deny all the stuff we just talked about, then here also is what we're denying. Maybe you can weigh in on this. We're denying uh, the, and this is from the card from Susie. Look at this without crying. Um, And this is what the card says in the front, because let's talk about the fact that if we're denying that, we're going to deny this right here that I'm reading, right? Tell me, may the most precious memories of a beautiful life lives bring comfort and peace. May the most precious memories of a beautiful life. See, if we're denying the not beautiful life, then what I hear you saying is we just deny it all. And I don't want to deny this. I don't want to deny beautiful memories, beautiful life. I don't want to do it, right? Okay. So let's talk about now how we go from don't cry out loud. I didn't cry for 45 years. Well, not true. I cried three years when I was born, like three years, just cry. Then I stopped crying for about 40 years. 
but this is all part of emotionally restricted. And if we restrict, we're restricting our magic, right? Absolutely. And so we've got this polarity between positive emotions and negative emotions, but the bottom line is it's all emotions. And so as you were talking about, when we learn to not trust what we're feeling, it's straight across the board. We don't trust that we've, you know, should be feeling happy. We don't trust that we should be feeling joy. We don't trust that we should be afraid. And all of those feelings get suppressed. And it's, it's, you become more flatlined. You become, you know, just a walking zombie without emotions. And, you know, my husband and I were at the casino a few weeks ago and I never win more than, you know, a couple hundred dollars. And I hit a $1,200 jackpot. And I looked back at the way that I reacted. And it was just like, it wasn't like, oh my God, I finally won. Like after all this, no, it wasn't that. It was just like, wow, oh my gosh, this is cool. This is cool. And so I was able to look back at that and reflect and go, I have been suppressing my excitement and my joy. And what came up for me from that? When I was a kid and I would come home and I would win oh, awards or medals or ribbons, you know, just our field day or whatever. There was no excitement for me from my parents. It was as simple as just like, oh, good job. Not like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. So why should I be excited for myself? I never learned that that's what a child needs. They need that range of emotions, of positive emotions to be validated and mirrored as I was talking about. And um, so as as we, you know, kind of roll into the second thing, you know, I like to talk about, um, am I going into the third? Can I go into the third? You're rocking it. I'm just letting you <laughs> rock it. I, I've talked enough. I, I, we, people need to really understand what just happened when I got these two little bits of mail, right? Or what happened when, you know, all of a sudden I couldn't take on being a consultant and talking to more people about change management corporations. I knew too much. I knew too much. And I couldn't deny that I knew too much, but I didn't know what to do with it. You know, all of these, I mean, if you read 1200 pages of interview notes from people that felt betrayal, right? Mm -hmm. All of that. But I didn't understand. So the best I could do was sit on the couch and say, hey, I feel crusted over. I'm going to bust through my crust, created a major brand from it. The first show was that name. How, though? I went from that to finding something that sparks something. Mm -hmm. So you just keep rolling, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's like when you can just get that little glimpse of, of, excitement like you were talking about it's like being able to roll with that and being okay and not let those voices and that old programming of just like no you can't do it don't do it this is too different this is foreign this is you might lead to success it might you know it might bring you happiness and joy and you know we just we have to when we see that little gl glimpse of let's call it glitter right a little glimpse of magic we'll call it glitter um, and being able to explore that more because then we're, we're tapping into it. We're digging and we're uncovering that magic. And, you know, <laughs> stories, I, I just love this metaphor. So imagine you're living in a, in a rundown RV, the wheels are falling off, the sidings coming apart, 
there's rotten fruit and food in the refrigerator and that's what you've been calling home and you've always wanted to live in a castle and a big beautiful house a mansion whatever and so one day you decide there's a, a, a vacant mansion and so you drive your rv in there and on the outside it looks amazing right your neighbors are just like wow they have a mansion wow beautiful but you're still living in the rv because you've taken that baggage with you and we tend to put on this pretty outside um, and coat it with, you know, clothing brands, sandbags, cars, houses, vacations. And inside, we're, we're a hot mess. And mm. so it's about um, getting honest and, and stop trying to fix on the outside what's wrong on the inside. Like it's about going inside and really digging into that discontent because people who are, sh are shopping all the time and, you know, oh, it's like you get that rush, right? Addiction, any kind of addiction. You get the rush. Oh my God, yeah. And the next rush and then another rush and another rush. And all it is is just hiding pain. Yeah. I had a metaphor happen yesterday, but it wasn't a metaphor. It was for real, but it was a wake up call. It was one of those things that you can't deny. And it really is the dumbest thing. So Abby came over, is doing some reading in the yard and we we've got, a, I've got a fence in the yard and it really needs to be replaced, but it's actually not my fence. So I was going to paint a mural on my side of it. Right. Cause that's like a cool thing. I love to do that. Right. It's a big fence. I've already pasted, you know, the shed's already painted. So Abby's doing this all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm looking outside and half the fence falls down. Now, why? Because on the outside, it looked like it was going to be sturdy enough for me to paint that mural. But the rot on the mm. two by fours that were holding all the planks together were unseen, right? Until a wind here in the Pacific Northwest yanked that thing down yesterday like the wizard of us and i just thought isn't that interesting you know how often do we paint the outside and think that the inside is strong isn't that what you're talking about we can't Absolutely. do that because one way or the other that inside will take about as much wear and tear as it could take and then it can't take anymore and then you get a half a fence all over your new garden. <laughs> it's called living in the house of cards, living in a house of cards and one gust and it all comes crashing down. And, you know, I, I have always kind of described it as, you know, here we are this magic. We, we are this magic. Right. And then we've had all these belief systems. Um, I'm not enough. I'm not, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving enough. And it's like a coating of crap. Let's just call it that, right? And then what we do is we take pretty nail polish and we just paint all over the outside of it. Mm -hmm. And it looks pretty on the outside. It's shining, it's glittering. But underneath that, we've got that. That's the layer that we need to discover and uncover to tap into that full magic. So it's like myself 10 years ago I was like you know what I want to be a life coach I want to help people I want to make people feel better I want people to like you know face their stuff well this whole journey has been about me having to face my stuff and I wanted to be a life coach so I didn't have to face my own stuff because if I'm busy fixing other people I don't have to worry about my own 
garbage. And it became very, very evident to me that that's what I did growing up my whole life. If I could focus, I could be the friend that was always listening. I could be the one that people came to. Everybody came to me like, Tracy, I got a problem. What should I do? What should I do? And I loved fixing everybody else. And I didn't want to face my own stuff. And so talk about the, the weak fence with the bad foundation. That was what came crashing down for me and having to start like everything got leveled and having to start building on like, I am enough. I, I am worthy. I am deserving. I am, you know, I am magic and I'm a work in progress. I'm not Mm -hmm. anywhere, you know, close to done, but the structure has been dismantled and it's been very painful, but it's been beautiful. I mean, the joy that I get to experience now, which is what I'm encouraging listeners to, you know, like there's freedom, there's freedom through this pain. Yeah. I want to talk about the freedom through the pain and the time we have left, because I want to talk about, and I want to paint a picture of what that looks like for people, because I know that when I think about what you're sharing, I know a lot of times we talk about freedom through the pain and what does it look like? It looks like you and I doing a show, right? It looks like us having a voice to what we want to say. It looks like us being in service of other people. I mean, there's nothing that excites me more is working with someone like you to bring your voice up, to bring it out into the world, to have this message shared. And I would not be able to be who I am. And I've got, I still got some work to do. I'm a work in progress. I'm going to be the first to tell you. So will Jessica (laughs) and Linda. Um, But even with that, right, even knowing that, Every day is better and better and better. Why? It's that freedom thing you mentioned. Can you talk about what that looks like for people when we can get into that place of freedom? Because to me, writing an article about Linda McCartney and John Lennon, hi, John, today, why? I mean, is there a freedom in that? Maybe there's a freedom in the person that wrote it. But is there a freedom in me going back and thinking about whether or not, I mean, it may sound benign, but we latch on to things that trap us and jail us. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the freedom road. Yeah, we are in prison. I mean, that's, and, and we hold our own key. That's what people don't realize. Like, you know, when you're in a situation where like, let's talk about working in corporate America, right? Like, oh God, I hate this company. Like they're just controlling me. And, you know, I, I had, I'm a slave to, to this job. And it's like, you have a choice. You know, my husband actually wrote a book called Velvet Handcuffs because it's just, it talks about how, <laughs> yeah, how we, it's that bondage, right? It's the illusion and there's some comfort in it. It's like the old worn down slipper, right? Like, "Mm, I love those slippers. I don't want to wear a new pair because then I got to break them in instead of going, but I want something different for myself. And so being able to identify and just catching, you know, being our own observer, that's, that's the best thing. Like we talked about in the first episode, just observing, observing our thoughts instead of just letting them run rampant, observing them, you know? And one of the things that my husband and I always talk about is, you know, we have these buttons that get pushed, right? 
And we always want to blame everybody else. Like, oh, they push my buttons. They push my buttons. Well, you know what? You can get rid of the button pusher, but you still got the button. And until you get rid of that button, somebody else will come in to your life and hit that same button. And those buttons are those wounds that we talk about. And so getting to, um, as soon as you start identifying them, and there's some great mm-hmm. books out there. You know, we talked about the, the um, emotional neglect, the, the covert n- neglect. Childhood mm-hmm. emotional neglect is, is a fascinating subject to look up and just learn. Like when I first discovered that, I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Just not being validated, not being seen, not being, you know, like somebody brushing. I was at the store the other day and this little boy was like, mommy, mama, mama, mama. And she's like, and she just kept ignoring him. He's like, mama, 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 mama. Right. And she just would go. And this poor kid was just, he just wanted his mom to look and go, hey, papito, like, you know. And I just was like, this is how it happens. This is how it happens. And, you know, we're not just talking about one of these because usually when things like that happen, there's a pattern. And let's take a minute to talk about a pattern. You know, there are patterns that will help us unlock our magic and there are patterns that will keep us trapped and deny us from having the freedom you talked about. Even if you can identify and a single incident, what did my mama used to say? Girls where there's smoke, there's fire. So she'd be like that, right? And as we got older, we knew what she meant. So if I'm noticing one thing, then should I be looking for a pattern that needs to be corrected? Because if I am a, if I am a lose my magic relapser, to use a recovery term, if that's me, then I know one thing, Tracy Lynn, that is not something I can fix by myself. That's where you come in, because whenever I've been in those really tough spots in my life, I know I needed help, whether it was a sponsor, whether it was a therapist, whether it was a mentor, whether it was a business coach, and now I have all five, because I know myself well enough that as high as I could go creatively, innovatively, a global network, you know, proprietary technology, I can also go in the opposite direction right? I will end up at the core of the earth and I will burn up. Absolutely. Nowadays, I don't go quite that far, but you know what I'm saying, right? We don't want moments that we will regret. Help us with some of that in the time we have left, because that is the pathway of freedom. Freedom is is free from regret. It's free from shame. It's free from blame. All of that, all of that. And it's, it's standing in the truth of who we are, we are enough, we are worthy, we are deserving, and we are loved. And if we can stand firm in those, none of that other stuff gets to us because we know who we are and we trust ourselves. And, you know, you talk about um, broken promises, you know, when you've got a parent, and I know I've heard this from so many people of like, oh, my dad would always promise to do this and he never did, or my mom would never be there when she said she would. And it's like, you learn not to trust. And when you learn not to trust others, you learn not to trust yourself. And so being able to identify those, you know, those systems and, you know, I, I went to counseling for years and years and years and years and years. And every time I went in, it was about putting out the fires, like the current fires. And then I switched counselors years ago. And this guy was like, 
we need to find out the source of the fire. We need to find out where that spark is coming from, right? Right. Let's go back into your childhood. And I was like, what? (laughs) But that's it. And so, you know, to the listeners out there, if you are willing to do the work and you want to start, you know, you want something, you want to uncover or awaken your magic, you know, work with somebody who's willing to take you into that place. Yeah. I love what we're talking about because I want to also be clear, Tracy, Lynn, um, one of the things you do is even though we may have to take a step into that place, that is not a place we stay long because I know you focus on getting rid of the baggage and getting out, right? Or if you got some baggage, maybe upgrade, maybe you get some really (laughs) cool luggage, right? Lighten it at least. Yeah. Or maybe you get somebody to carry that baggage for you. No, that's a whole codependent. That's a codependent. That's called marriage for a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But, you know, part of this is remembering that all of us have the magic within and that is what we forget. Mm -hmm. That's what we forget. Um, I want to ask you uh, in these couple of minutes left again, please tell people how they can find out more about you. And then I'd like to hear your closing thoughts on finding the magic within I would love it for people to um, reach out to me through my website at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. And like I said earlier, um, getting on my VIP list, which, you know, I share stories and wisdom and tools. And, and when I am offering workshops or courses, you know, it's, I want to be able to, to help people through these, these, um, you know, blocks that, and these unconscious systems that are holding them back because there's a better way to live. And there's, we are meant to live happy and peaceful and joyful and in ease. That's the way that we are supposed to be living. And so uh, my new tagline that I came up with is when you name it, you tame it. I love it. And it's as simple as just identifying it and it just will dissipate. And then it no longer has power over you. That's you're talking about being in prison when you can name it, you tame it and you are no longer a slave to that belief system. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for everything today. Uh, Thank you for, you know, what you're doing to really bring out and really sharing your personal experience. You know, I I've been doing this show close to 20 years and it took me about 15 years to really share my own personal experiences for a lot of reasons. Um, But what I realized is, how's anybody going to believe anything I say if I'm not relatable? Mm -hmm. And I am really like most people. I have been through the ups and downs of life. But I think there's one thing you and I have and what you do with your clients is you give people the magic of perseverance. And that plus freedom is a ticket to greatness. Mm -hmm. 